0: Hello, I'm Carrie Gard, and welcome to Tea Time with Tech Marketing Leaders. Welcome back to season 12. What a season! What a great episode to close on. In this final episode, I hang out with Tom Wedding. All the way from Australia, I love podcasting and connecting with people from all around the world. So cool. Tom is committed to building digital communities on behalf of his clients. If you listen to my conversation with Seku and even Aileen Cosmano, you may have heard us mention communities, and those were very much talking about why communities are powerful and why we should build them. And this episode actually breaks down exactly how to do it. Let's take a listen. Tom, thank you for joining me on Tea Time.
1: Hey, great to be on.
0: I'm stoked for our conversation. Uh, We're going to we're going to try and keep the time here and not go over because you and I could talk about this all day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But before we kick off for our listeners, tell us your story, Tom. What do you do and how did you get there?
1: Yeah, so I started off, I guess, my entrepreneurship journey. Uh, I was a street performer for three years on the streets, just performing in front of crowds, bringing people together, entertaining them, uh, and I absolutely loved that. Unfortunately, I had an injury, so I had to transition to online business, and that's when I kind of digged into all these different business models that I guess a lot of people start with: you know, drop shipping and agencies and all this kind of jazz. Uh, and eventually, I stumbled across coaching, and so set up a successful coaching business and then decided to work with a lot of community stuff so just building communities through Facebook groups um I did it for myself and grew a six-figure business from that and then I decided to help other people do the exact same thing and so that's kind of where I'm at now is just helping people build communities and bring people together and create their tribe
0: so my role because I want to dive in um <laughs> to all of that uh and I, I know listeners, you're like, um, Tom isn't a tech marketing leader and you're right. He is technically not a marketer who works for a tech company. However, sometimes there's just somebody who comes across and tells a great story and I and mixes it up and gives us ideas. And that's really what I wanted Tom to come on and do. So he's gonna give us a lot of very, really great ideas as it relates to community and what he's been doing. Before we get there, Tom, what's one challenge you're currently facing?
1: That's a great question. I would say the ability to scale by, by finding the right people. I think that's the biggest problem because um, it's easy to find like one or two great people, but then to make that like five or 10 people is a little bit tricky. So I've got to work on some leadership skills. Um, and so that's kind of my biggest obstacle right now.
0: Leadership. Yeah, it's fun.
1: <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a whole other podcast. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll take that offline because um, I'm doing the same thing. I'm on the same journey and it's a journey. Sure us. is. Let's get back to community. So can you just, um, being an Aussie down under during summertime right now, can you talk to us about what community means to you in relation to what you do?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think community exists far beyond just business, right? A lot of people... Uh, well-connected outside of business communities. Uh, there's like, you know, hobbies and stuff people connect over or just common beliefs or, you know, shared interests. So there's all these kinds of little communities that pop up. And I think it's such an important part of, of our lives, you know, being connected to people. Um, and so I think it's very important for you to find your tribe, but also it's even better if you can build your own tribe too, because then you can choose who you surround yourself with. And that's that's very powerful. I'm sure everyone's heard the saying, your network is your net worth right it's it sounds so cliche and annoying and i hate hearing it but it's very freaking true um because everyone that you surround yourself with is going to help you get to that next level so if you can create a pod and a tribe around you that really helps you to do that it's great for you but it's also great for the people in it because they get to do the exact same thing um and so for, for me community is really just about bringing people together with shared interests and shared vision and goals um, and helping them all to, to work together as a, as a collective to move faster and easier um, without having so much struggle and, and so many obstacles in the way in isolation. Um, so I think having that aspect of connection really helps with that growth.
0: So what are co- some of the kinds of communities you've created? You sort of tapped, you, you dabbled a little bit when you talked about coaching and Facebook and, and now doing it further. Can you give us some examples of like some of the communities you've, you've had a hand in?
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's it's been all kind of weird niches, right? Um, I built a, a Facebook group of agency owners. I built a Facebook group of coaches. I built a Facebook group of you know for our clients. We've got all kinds of different niches. So there's there's like an online casino we built a, a Facebook group for, which is like such a weird niche. <laughs> and then there's um, there's like a hemp brand we're, we're working with as well. That's probably my favorite one is is the hemp brand. Um, just bringing people together who are using these products and seeing amazing results because they get to post all those testimonials in there, share their story with people. Like there's so much engagement happening. Like I would say the most amount of engagement is in that group, like by far, compared to any other group I've ever built. So um, it's amazing. Like if if you have an e-commerce brand or something similar where you're selling products that help people, I would definitely recommend having a community attached to that because it's by far the most engagement I've ever seen in any community ever. Um, and it's so amazing seeing people post, like how much has changed their life. It's just insane.
0: So in terms of building the community, you primarily work on, uh, I'm going to get a little bit into the nitty gritty here. Um, I'll try I'll, and then I'll try and pull up, but, um, I can't help, but wonder how, cause it's where I go, go to the how. Um, so it's mostly on Facebook that you're building these communities
1: yeah. Yeah. So mostly Facebook groups. Um, that's pretty much all I've built communities on just because it's so easy to access audiences on there. Um, I'll give you the exact strategy we did to grow all those groups. It's Nothing is spectacular. Um, it grows groups by about 100 to 150 members per month. That's kind of the numbers. And we've seen that across pretty much every niche. So no matter what niche you have, um, you can grow a community by about 100 to 150 members by doing just this method. So all you have to do is have one Facebook profile uh, obviously, if you have more, this is going to work a lot better and faster, but one Facebook profile, and all you do is you build up the friends list of that profile by sending friend requests to people who are in groups that fit your ideal audience, right? So you would go out and let's say you're targeting people with arthritis. You would go into arthritis groups, preferably in your country, um, because that's going to be more hot, warm leads. Uh, and so you go into those groups, join them with that profile, and then you're friend requesting all the people in that group because they obviously join that group because they have arthritis or they're related to that niche. Um, And so you send those phone requests. And then from there, you just use the invite button that's on the the Facebook group itself to invite people into that group. Um, And you can, you can do the same thing with email campaigns as well. So really easy to get email lists nowadays for your niche. So grab a couple of email lists, make some email campaigns up and and run those to get people into the group as well. Um, But really it doesn't have to be fancy. Like just that strategy alone, like, literally just sending for requests and inviting people to the group that grows our groups about 150 members per month. So pretty powerful to do that.
0: What's the value in creating a Facebook group with, there's already existing Facebook groups. Like you just mentioned that you basically go and join existing groups, friend request them and then bring them in. Um, I mean, it sounds counterintuitive. Like Groups already exist, so what what value are you bringing in having them join another group?
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. A lot of the people that are in those groups are not active in there, just because like they're either not very engaged groups, or there's the admin just really isn't putting any effort into it, right? Um, so those are the ideal ones to look for is the ones where there's a lot of people in there who fit the ideal audience um, characteristics, but they don't necessarily have a lot of engagement happening within the group, right? whether that's because the admin's not posting or encouraging that engagement or there's just not any connection happening, right? Because it's not just enough like having people in a group. You actually have to have people who want to be there and they want to contribute because they see the bigger vision of why they're in that community. So I think a lot of the time, these admins kind of don't understand that and they just think they can you know pitch their product or sell something or and people get turned off instantly. And so someone might join this group and then, you know a couple of days later never even know it existed. So um yeah I don't think that's really an issue. I've never ever had issues with like people who are in one group and joined another group and then been like, well hang on, why should I join this group? Like it doesn't really happen. Um because a lot of the time those groups are just not being run very well.
0: This sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Which is great because that you know you be able to, I mean it, it must be considering the fact that you built your business back on top of it. But for people who are trying to bootstrap this, I, I want to be clear that it's not just building a group. What I'm hearing you say, or what it sounds like, is uh, there's a whole system on the back end to actually connect and engage and and I don't want to say sell because I feel like that's not really what that's not really what this is about. Um, but to connect and engage for sure and have a facilitator. Is that really what it comes down to is having somebody who's just going to like hang out in this group?
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's really a couple of different ways to build that group and structure it. So a lot of people I find want to make it into like a more personal brand kind of thing. So they're like, hey, I'm the leader of this community. I'm the admin. You know, it's like a public figure kind of thing, right? People look up to that person. Um, and they're leading the group. So that's one way you can run the group. And then that obviously is going to take a lot of your time because you have to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found works really well is you can actually tie it to your brand, right? Or your company. Um, and that works really well, especially if you've already got a pre-existing customer base that love your products or services um, because they are going to become what I like to call your founding members. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that means is those are the first you know, 100 or 200 people who jump in that you're building really close connections with, or they already know so much about your brand that um, they're willing to post and start that engagement, you know, train and kick it off. Um, And so I think, yeah, definitely having a facilitator helps. And I've automated this whole whole process with VAs, with virtual assistants over in the Philippines. So like once you have the system down, it's so easy to run and manage. It's just just literally about making people feel like they belong and feel like they have a space where they can contribute and share. Uh, without any judgment, right? That's really the the most important thing with communities. So, um, as long as you can keep people engaged and feeling like they're connected, they're going to keep on posting and keep coming back to that community.
0: Do you feel like, uh, so, you know, I'm talking to a lot of B B2B tech marketers, and so on. This who are listening right now, um, I I understand the power of Facebook in terms of how easy it is and especially the audience building piece and the fact that a million groups already exist. Do you feel like you're missing out on people though that aren't, I mean, I guess it depends on the niche. It sounds like you're doing a lot more from a, like an e-commerce and a, um, uh, you know, less, less of a business owner sort of standpoint or, or business sort of standpoint, B2B. Is that, is that the case for you or are you doing B2B and you are doing it on Facebook and it is successful?
1: Yeah. I'd say I'm doing, I'm doing more B2B than anything. Um, And yeah, I think there's a lot of business owners on Facebook. I think that's probably the biggest platform for business owners to be on. Um, I know there's like, obviously some people who have their little quirks and they're like, no, I don't want to go on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. You know, I'm a LinkedIn person or this or that, but like, that's any platform. Like if you're on LinkedIn, there's going to be people who are on LinkedIn uh, on Facebook, sorry, that aren't on LinkedIn. You know what I mean? So it's like, You just got to kind of take it as like, if you're going to work on one platform, just accept the loss that there's going to be people you're going to miss. But if you want to go multi-platform, that's obviously going to take more work, more systems, more processes, more people. So it just all depends. You know, I think you can build a community on any platform and it would work because there's always going to be some of your audience hanging out on whatever platform it is. Yeah, I talked to a
0: couple gals two seasons ago. Um, who built a, a community called Marketing Women? Um, they were just getting started, so it's a very different conversation because it's more around the why of community, um, and they were still trying to figure out a lot of the how. They they had a lot of grassroots stuff happening. Um, it's pretty magical what's going on now, um, being almost a year later. But I you know I really liked this conversation from a from a how standpoint. What they're but just to give some context of like it does in the sense of it doesn't have to be Facebook, as they're doing it on Slack. Mm. which makes a ton of sense because as, as you know, Tom, I don't know what chat platform you're using, but like, we're all in a chat platform all day long now that we're completely remote. So, you know, giving that easy access to people to be able to pop into their community and be stressed out or say, I'm trying to hire this person or who do you know, or is anybody else running into this problem? It's nice to have it like right there. And that works really well for them. Um, so I, I love that you're doing this with Facebook. I think it makes a ton of sense for what you're doing. I just wanted to get people like, you're right. It doesn't have to be Facebook, but there is a commitment and there are different systems and processes you're gonna to have to build depending on which, which route you go. Um, but yeah, so in terms of, you, you threw out some numbers there in terms of success. You said you're growing the channels like 100 to 150 people per month per group through the system. What other metrics is it, is it just about the growth? What other metrics are you looking at when you're looking to say whether this is being successful or not or or what you're trying to go after?
1: Yeah, so it's always going to depend on the niche. Uh, but a lot of the time, looking at how many posts people are making, right? That's a huge metric. Um, because if people are posting and, and commenting on stuff, that shows that people are engaged in the community and you're actually doing a good job at facilitating that connection between people. So um and I totally agree with you, like kind of back to what you were saying just before, that chat platforms are so much better. Uh, if you're building like anything where it's like a serious community, like a paid community even, um, I would definitely not use Facebook groups. I would use something that's a little bit more intuitive, like a chat platform like Slack. Um, there's also one called Circle that I really liked, which is a really great community building tool. Um, and just a platform that's easier for people to create that connection between each other Um, because Facebook can get quite cluttered, right? If people are looking on their newsfeed, they're going to see 50 different posts from hundred different people, right? So it's it's going to get pretty cluttered really quickly and people are going to forget about that group. So you want a platform that's really just going to focus on your community and just what you have so that when people log in, they're not seeing anything else. Um, But yeah, I think the metrics, sorry, back to the metrics is... Yeah. The engagement is definitely the important one. Um, If, again, this is, if you're building a community that is going to serve as like a lead generation kind of thing, you're, you're planning to make sales from that group, from that community. Uh, I'll really be focused on the conversations being around the service or the product or something like that. Um, A lot of the time, you know, it's great to have people talking about all these different things and it's great and asking questions and whatever and giving value. That's great. Uh, but if you can keep the, the community focused around the company and what you are about and the why and the vision, um, it's very, very powerful to have people see that. Because once once it kind of kicks off, the engagement starts kicking off and, and people are posting, it becomes the normal for people, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see one or two, uh, two people post and then all of a sudden they're like, well, I got to post now. Uh, And so that's one of the most powerful things we've realized with every group we have, we have a welcome post, right? And essentially what happens in that welcome post is every new member who joins gets tagged in that welcome post with an individual message, right? So customized message to that person, uh, welcoming them to that group. And that is very, very powerful because as soon as one person comments an introduction of themselves in that comment section... Everyone else sees it and they're like, okay, cool. I got a comment now. I've got to introduce myself, right? I want to belong here. Uh, and so it just creates this like flywheel effect of people just starting to engage in the community. So the first thing anyone ever sees, they join the group, they get tagged in this welcome post. It's got a whole breakdown of like, here's what the group's about. Here's the vision behind it. Here's why you need to be here. Um, and here's what to do next, right? Which is introduce yourself to the group so we can all get to know you um, and check out the resources we have. Check out this, check out that, like whatever you have. Um, but really it's focused on that introduction because that engagement and kicking it off is the best metric you could ever look for.
0: I want to go back to the other thing real quick because you said something. <laughs> We're going to come back to metrics, people, because this is awesome. And there's a lot of how in there, which is even more awesome. But going back to what you said around where, um, I love the idea of chat for what, for the reason that you said that I just want to be really clear on. The thing with Facebook groups is Facebook groups are great when you're talking to a big group. It's very tough that if all of a sudden you wanna have one-on-one conversations or you start connecting with individuals, that becomes really tough on Facebook. So chat for that standpoint, I 100% agree. It's really powerful so that you can find, because I'm somebody who, I have a really hard time posting to the greater public. I get like complete stage fright and um, either rewrite the post like a hundred times to make sure that like, (laughs) however I'm I'm, I'm, like stating what I really want to say, or like, you know, wanting to be really clear or like trying to take into all these accounts of like where people are at, not trying to like, whatever. I get total stage fright. But when I pay attention to where people are and what they're doing, then I can like individually connect or I can do like replies, love replies. Replies are great. and all that happens, Facebook has that a little bit, but like from a chat standpoint, it's really nice to go off and have like sort of these sub conversations without saying like, ah, everybody can see me.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why like such a huge part of the the process that we have is tied in with messenger because those one-to-one conversations are very powerful. And that's, again, that's another section that I've automated as well with VAs is having people reached out to So they join the group. They get tagged in this welcome post, like welcome to the group, and they they make a post in the group that might introduce themselves. Um, that's great for the engagement within the group. And then we're also having that VA reach out to that person and send them a personal message as well. So And that's all happening automatically because it's delegated, right? Um, and this creates so much connection. And especially when you have a process to lead someone from, okay, cool, we're sending this welcome message. They respond. Where do we take the conversation next? Having that process mapped out is very, very key because um, it, it creates, it builds a relationship with that person, right? When you have that process mapped out, you're not just asking random questions. It's it's asking questions for the sake of like progressing through that sequence. Um, and so you're leading people towards an outcome you want, whether that's to sign up for this free resource or it's to take them to this page or to get them to do that. Like you're leading them to an outcome. So that chat doesn't become this just messy back and forth of, Hey, what's going on in your life kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's got a structure to it. So um, yeah, chat is a huge part of it. And so when you tie in that messenger piece to the Facebook group, it's a very, very powerful thing to use. Um, and again, this like, like you're talking about, you, it can be done on Slack. It can be done on any platform. Um, just keep in mind that you're going to get a lot more traction with Facebook groups because it's a social media platform. Like there's people on there, um, who are not just there for your community, right? So there's right. going to be a lot, of, lot more potential to reach people and, and reach a different audience. So um, that's the only reason I think Facebook groups are better for like audience building for yeah. lead generation. But like I was saying, if you have a paid community or something that's like a more tight-knit community yeah. you're trying to build, I would 100% build that off Facebook on another platform, Slack or Circle or whatever else. Um, that's kind of where I stand with all that.
0: Let's talk about paid for a second. I don't know that brands would go in that direction, but maybe they will, like, who knows? Why Why would you ever start a paid community? How do you sell the value of that? That seems really tricky.
1: Yeah, and that's, it's funny. That's actually the business I'm launching now is a paid community. Um, and so it, it doesn't necessarily sell on the deliverables, right? No one's joining a community for the deliverables. Like, oh, hey, you get two coaching calls and you get this and that and this training, like, No one really cares, right? What really drives sales for a paid community is the vision and the why and really getting people sold on that. Like you're if you're having like the depends on how you're selling it. Let's say you're you're running a landing page, right? That's your main sales source for the paid community, and you have a VSL on there, a video sales letter. Um, that video should never really talk about like, okay, here's exactly what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a one-to-one coach and coaching calls every week. Like it shouldn't really talk about that. It should talk about the whole reason why they should join, right? Hey, this is a community of people who are struggling with arthritis. We're going to help you to to solve this problem, right? We're going to give you the game plan to go from struggling with, I don't know. I don't even know that niche. So I'm just kind of babbling. but but you get really deep on the why and the vision behind that. Like, why does this community exist kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think that's true of paid or unpaid, right? I mean, people's time, people's eyeballs, I mean, people are really, uh, we just actually had this conversation before we started recording of in the post-pandemic world that we are like entering right now, um, people are really looking at how they spend their time and where they want to be spending their time. And so you better have a damn good reason as to why they should come join this community and spend their time there given... Uh, this revelation we're all having of how life is so short so what is that what is that value what is that problem you're trying to solve and why coming to this community is going to help them have a better life essentially at the end of the day I, exactly it's got to be that big I know that feels like vapor and sort of scary and like not problem solution I mean it is a little problem solution but it's not like it's like big hairy problem solution that's not going to be solved overnight versus like exactly uh, we sell the specific product to do this specific thing and come join this community to learn more about
1: it. That's it. It's the same reason why people buy Apple products when they're not necessarily the best product on the market. You know, they're not bought into the product. They're bought into the vision behind it. So you've got to incorporate that same thing for the community is like you're joining this to be a part of something, right? This is the Apple Of communities right like that's how you have to treat it is like people join it to be a part of it not to just like get what they can get from it you know not to take from it it's like they want to be in that they want to contribute to it they feel drawn to contribute to it i think of times when i've joined communities like that and i've felt so welcomed and so connected to the people in there that i just had to contribute i felt like i needed to contribute right so I think it's, yeah, it's, it's really tying that vision in and that why very, very important.
0: Let's talk about those communities. You know, what was it for you that made you feel like, cause I feel like I've joined just so many communities over the last year or so. And I like was there for, I don't know, a month, six weeks. And then like, I haven't, I haven't looked at it or logged in or, or gone and check it out. I have lost interest. So what for you keeps pulling you back in? What's the draw for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I'm the same. I've been through so many different communities that I've just forgotten, forgotten about. <laughs> so, But there's one that really comes to mind and it was pretty much one of the, the first ever coaching programs I ever joined um, when I started online. And this community was like 5,000 people or something like ridiculous. Um, but what really drew, drew me in was how the person who was running that community showed up. Like they would always show up, even though this community was like a 5,000 member community and there was so many people in there, they would always show up every single week and connect with everyone on such a personal level. And there was so many, so much like accountability and support that was happening, right? Like people were checking in with me so frequently and I made some of the best friendships ever from that group. Um, just from the fact that like connecting with people was encouraged so much. And everyone was introducing themselves and commenting on each other's stuff. And if you had a question, it was always answered instantly. Like just all these little things combined into one created this ecosystem where you felt like you really belonged and you never wanted to leave because you felt so supported and held so accountable to what you wanted to achieve that you felt like if you leave, if you left, uh, you would lose everything, right? That's how like drawn in you were. So that's how I felt joining that community um and so i guess it's, it's like almost like a little bit of a cult in a way
0: <laughs> yeah i mean a little bit it depends on what's what you're buying into i guess that's um, it yeah uh I, I mean i guess that's why cults are a thing and they work because they create the sense of incredible belonging um and they're just able that's really what it is in terms of connection you know i uh i'm not um I grew up with my family, my dad's my side of the family who is Christian, um, and, but I, I, I sort of never connected with that, that sense, like I'm a very scientific person. So like this whole idea of, of God just sort of like befuddled me. i like, I don't understand, I can't see it, I can't feel it, I don't get it. It like doesn't resonate with me. But I went, I went every time I went to my dad's house because the sense of community was so strong of like, you're on your path and your journey to figuring this out whether you do or you don't you're just here and we welcome you and and it was and your family and it really felt that way like judgments aside we're just here to we're just here to sing songs and have fun and learn and grow and and it was it was like that that strong sense of community that made me go it wasn't <laughs> wasn't the belief system i was trying to figure that out but it was it was And what, regardless of whether I believed it was, it was who these people were in their belief that made me feel connected. Right. And so, yeah, it's really powerful when it's, when it's just welcoming, which I feel like is everything you're saying. Is that welcoming? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like how you're treated in that community is very important. And like you said, the shared beliefs, shared values, like that's some of the keys, you know, um, you, that's like the common thing that always pops up from all the books I've read on community building. It's it's always shared beliefs, shared visions, shared goals, like having that place where people are working for the same thing basically. Um, and you all feel so connected because of that, right? Whether that's like a shared belief system or that's a shared vision or goal you have um, to achieve something, it's you, you get drawn into like being so connected with people because they're all doing the same thing.
0: In terms of taking something incredibly dry, right? I mean, B2B isn't always the sexiest, you talked about Apple, right? Like Apple's, the way Apple's built their brand is this very sleek designer, like company culture thing you wanna be a part of, especially as a designer, there's like um, sort of this pencil you put yourself on, like, oh, I'm a designer and I have an Apple, Apple computer, right? Um, you know, Apple's an exa- a great example of that, but for something that's a bit more dry, like, I don't know, uh, a cloud-based tech that's very specific for developers um, or an IT department, like, are you trying, I feel like you got to pull, it- it's sort of this balancing act you need to do in building a community of like, Thinking about the, the problem and vision you have as a company and the problem and vision you're trying to solve and to bring people into that, but also like you gotta kind of let go of your product a little bit. Like this isn't about your product. This is about the people you're trying to serve and the in terms of the problems you're trying to solve. Um and that feels really tricky for for the B2B community, especially in in sort of those those trickier tech audiences. What's your? What's
1: your experience there? Yeah, and I actually ran a group for a cyber cybersecurity sales um, coach once. And that was a very interesting experience to build a community for that. Because like you said, it's a little bit dry, right? <laughs> you, can't get all, you can't get too like deep into like desires or goals or vision with it too much. Um, Cause it does get a little bit confusing. So there's actually one exercise that really, really helps with defining that why and that vision, um, which I call the seven layers deep. And it's basically like you find the initial why and then you go seven layers deep by asking, okay, why is that why there? Or why does that exist? Or because why, right? So for example, the why might be um, because we want to inspire people to have safer businesses, right? Very broad, very surface level kind of thing. And then you would go seven layers deep. So you'd, okay, well, why should people want have want to have a safe business? Like why? Why would they want to have a safe business? Why does that matter? And then you go deeper and deeper. And, and as you go down this list, you're going to uncover some really interesting things uh, that you can use as that initial vision to, to draw people in. Um, but also market feedback, right? Like your current customers you have, your current clients you have, just have conversations. Do some like deep dive interviews and be like, okay, like what inspires you about our product? Like apart from the obvious benefits and, and the desires of using it, what vision is like, would you say surrounds this product um, and ask for ideas. It's, it's actually a really interesting um, marketing concept that I wanted to try out one time was asking the consumer or the customer, if you were selling my product, how would you market it? It's a very interesting question to ask because they're going to think of all these weird ideas that you might not have otherwise thought of. So, and then if you spread that out over asking like 50 people that same question, you're going to get some pretty interesting ideas to to work with. So you can use that same concept, but instead of asking how to market it, you can say, Hey, if you were in my shoes selling this product, how would you get people inspired by it? Right? How would you get people drawn to a vision by it? What would that look like for you? And then you're going to get some ideas from that, those people as well. So, I think those two things, seven, going seven layers deep yourself and then doing deep dive interviews with your current clients and customers and stuff and asking these questions, that will uncover a deeper sense of why.
0: I feel like there's a clear path to success here from doing your homework and making sure you're building a community for the right reasons and you have a strong why of doing it to uh, building, actually go, figuring out what platform it would be on and building the community through joining other groups, creating a Facebook profile, create or a LinkedIn profile or, or however, and joining groups to figure out how engaged the groups are, whether there's opportunity to bring people over to a more engaged, shop, a more engaged place. Um, there's also email, like you said, there's ads you could also do in terms of driving people to your group, depending on what platform, if you're gonna be more on a chat platform, you might need a bit more of a grassroots um, plan, maybe some ads to go with it. You're gonna probably driving to a landing pages could be a bit more involved if you're gonna go more in the Slack channel versus the Facebook group. And, and then you have to have an engagement plan. So who's your host? Who's gonna be in there day in and day out, asking questions, keeping to the vision, keeping it focused. And then who are you going to sort of create ambassadors of who are going to help continue those conversations when you when your host is sort of not around um along with what your engagement plan verse from a group standpoint as well as an individual standpoint and how are you going to show up so i think there's pretty clear <laughs> step one two three five of how people can like go get started which i love because i want people to feel inspired by these conversations and feel like they can go do it versus being like oh i want to go run away and not do this thing that sounds really great and important, but that sounds like a lot of work. And
1: I'm um, no, no, no thanks. I feel like- yeah, definitely. I, and I think it's, that's how I like to make a lot of the times when I talk is just like sharing the how as well. Cause I find a lot of people talk about like the why or the what, what to do, but not how to do it. So I think it's really important to share that how as well, cause it gives people clarity. You know, a lot of people get overwhelmed and confused when it's like, okay, yeah, I've got to build a community, but like how, how is that possible? You know? So I think, yeah, some of those tangible things to do is, is very, very important. And one thing I want to add to, to communities as, as a whole as well is keep, keep this in mind is that communities have existed since man existed. Like we survived in a tribe, right? Hunting together, sleeping together, living together. Like that was the first thing we ever did to stay alive. Right. And most of the time, if we were in isolation by ourselves, we would die because we couldn't look after ourselves. So, Communities have existed forever. And so if you invest the time and the energy into building communities, it's never wasted, never wasted, because that community that you've built can only amplify. It can't decrease like this. It's, it's very unlikely people are going to leave your community unless you do something really stupid, but that's like very unlikely of all the groups I've run. I've never had people leave. Like it's, the group has always increased in size. So if you spend the time and the energy building these communities it's very, very valuable, very valuable and very powerful.
0: Well, you've kicked up my brain and I got some ideas floating around now that I'm gonna go run by my team on what this could look like for us. And uh, you know, if if anybody I, I might I might come back to you town pick your brain as I start to unravel this, but it's super exciting and I agree. I think I think community is incredibly important, and especially now when we've been isolated all for so long for the last few years, you know, trying to find our way back to each other and deciding where we're gonna spend our time and, and in what capacity and being very intentional about that. So thank you, thank you for sharing. Before we close out, no. I do have my people first questions um, to give a little bit more, have uh, people get to know you a bit more, Tab, uh, outside of being the entrepreneur that you are. So are you, are you ready?
1: Yeah, sure, let's do it.
0: Okay, have you picked up any new hobbies in the last two years?
1: Oh, well, I've been house sitting at the moment, which is, I guess you could call a little hobby. So I'm traveling around Australia doing some house sitting, um, but I always like doing really weird and random things. <laughs> it's fun.
0: Yeah. House sitting. Uh, so where, where throughout the country have you lived then? If you, you, are you sticking to the coast or are you going to the mountains? Where are you?
1: A little bit of everywhere, honestly. So I was in you know Adelaide and then Sydney and Melbourne and um, now I'm now up in Queensland. So yeah, kind of just traveling all over Australia, just house in and eventually do this overseas. Hopefully it'd be cool. Whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, if you could, well, I mean, right. into our next question, if you could travel to anywhere in the world right now without any uh, border closings or um, red tape in terms of COVID testing and uh, vaccine vaccination cards, where would you go and why?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I'd probably go Germany because my sister's living over there at the moment. So it'd be cool to see her. And uh, yeah, somewhere in Europe. So I'd probably say, yeah, Europe or Germany. Go yeah. <laughs> You know <when> you land.
0: <laughs> um, awesome. Last question for you. I know you're sort of like a one-man show over there and and your team's all across the world. Uh, you mentioned the Philippines a couple of times. If you could get together with your people and be in the same room and brainstorming and figuring things out or just like hanging out and and just getting to know one another whatever the vibe you're going for is what what song would you want playing and why
1: oh <laughs> what song um I don't know that's a good question I'd probably say just something funky something upbeat um get some good vibes going um that'd be awesome I'd love to have an event where I could just have all my people there because i've i haven't met any of them in person so it's very interesting.
0: Well, you think about it and you shoot me a song so I can add it to our to our playlist for people to uh, to feel the funk.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> will do. <laughs>
0: awesome, Tom, so good to hang out with you. Thank you for sharing your journey and your passion for communities. And uh, I'll, I'll be paying attention to see where you go next.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on. I was, it was great to share.
0: That was my conversation with Tom wedding. Unfortunately, Tom is all over the map quite literally. And, uh, being an entrepreneur at heart, he is off to doing something completely different than he was when we had this conversation. So I don't have any follow-up to Tom, um, as he is a very difficult person to find on the internet, but Tom, if you're listening, I truly hope, uh, you're doing awesome and your new business is flourishing. And I truly wish you all the best. I think Tom's message is still incredibly important and powerful in terms of building communities. And I'm certainly inspired Um, I mentioned Aileen Cosmano earlier, as she has built a community of cybersecurity marketers. If you are a cybersecurity marketer and want to understand what being part of a community is all about, hers is a very special one to check out for sure. You can visit cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com and join the conversation. That's a wrap. If you haven't listened to all eight episodes, be sure to skip back and check them out. Some truly wonderful guests with some thoughtful insights and stories. Season 13 is hot on its heels coming to you early October. So be sure to subscribe as to get all eight episodes as soon as they drop, drop like it's hot. This season was brought to you by MKG Marketing, our digital marketing agency that helps cybersecurity and data companies get found via transparent, measurable digital marketing. It's hosted by me, Carrie Gard, CEO and co-founder of MKG, music mix and mastering done by Austin Ellis. And if you'd like to be a guest, please visit mkgmarketing.com to apply.